This is the story of Bruce Jones, who walked in a shadow of hate and suspicion. The shadow of what he was because of his background, over which he had no control. This is also the story of the people who knew Bruce, or thought they did. There were many of these people, and they were different from each other in many ways. I don't know why they let people like him go to our school anyway. And I'm not the only one. My folks don't like it a bit. Boy, my dad made it plain I wasn't to associate with him. How are you going to keep from doing it? Sitting in the same classrooms association, isn't it? That's what I say. There ought to be some way to avoid it. I wonder why the school hasn't kicked him out. I bet he makes terrible grades. Uh, don't get your hopes up on that score. Bruce is no dumbbell. There's nothing the school can do for his... As long as he makes his grades, Bruce will be with us. But I can't understand. It's why he'd want to be with us. Wouldn't they be doing himself a big favor to quit and get a job? Nah, who'd hire a guy like him? Besides, what can Bruce do? Well, we may as well face it. He's here and we're here and... All we can do is stay away from him as much as possible. The people who knew Bruce agreed that it would be better to shut the door to any efforts he might make to be one of them. That singly or as a group, they should avoid him. But it wasn't always possible to avoid Bruce. Ed! Tom, Tom, what happened? Ed Reeves and Bruce Jones are fighting. But Bruce would make two of Ed. What would Ed want to tackle him for? Well, he didn't. Fred was over there. He saw it all. Oh. Boy, this Bruce Jones was just standing on the corner and Ed walked by and, and Bruce charged at him like a bull. Why? What for? Oh, who knows? Gosh. Then he just went away and left him lying there. Not didn't even stop to see if he was hurt or anything. There he is. How you feel, Ed? Oh, I said, you okay? I'm all right. You sure? Yeah. What can you expect with Bruce's background? Golly, this'll get him expelled for sure. Don't you think so, Tom? I can't see why Bruce would do a thing like that without some good reason. I better The apparent case against Bruce Jones was a strong one. He was different from his classmates, so no matter what happened, Bruce was suspected of the worst. Well, I could have sworn. What'd you say you lost? Oh, my green sweater. I left it in here first hour. Right over the back of this chair. Well, it's not here now. I guess I might as well check lost and found. A coat sweater? Yeah. Brand new? Yeah, did you say it? Yeah, I saw it. But I didn't know it was yours. I saw it over the arm of Bruce Jones as he walked out the door. Well, that dirty crook. We can't get away with that. Hey, come to think about it. I'll bet that's what happened to my good pen I thought I lost. Oh, well, they'll expel him now for sure. Hey, Joe. Yeah? See what happened Bruce Circumstances pointed to Bruce Jones. This is how it always seemed to work out. Bruce was in trouble. Even on the night of the class party, Bruce was to become the topic of conversation. <laughs> there hasn't been anything tonight to get us out of the mood. And what might that be? You know what I mean. The undesirable element is missing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. 
It's a good thing, too. I'm sure glad Bruce didn't come tonight. He's not like us, and he never will be. That's right. Boy. John, John, the most awful things just happened. What is it? I just called Mother. Oh, it's too noisy in here. I can't tell you. Come outside. Carol? I don't know if he recognized Tom's car or not. They say that Bruce practically tore the car door off by brute force to get Tom and Carol out. He got Carol out all right, but as he was helping Tom, the gas tank exploded. Tom wasn't hurt much, but Bruce was burned severely. I feel so sorry for Bruce. Well, this is a switch. A week ago, you were up in the air about having to go to the same school with him. No matter what I said, I feel sorry for anybody being hurt, even Bruce. Well, I'm not going to be a hypocrite and act as if this changes anything. Now listen, Bill. You're not being fair. After all, Bruce was badly hurt. He didn't have to go into that fire. Probably didn't even know who was in it at the time. Well, even if he did know, Bruce had little reason to risk his neck. Especially after all the mean, prejudiced things that have been said right to his face. I'm a fine one to talk. Why, just a minute ago. Do you suppose there's anything we can do to help? They said that he was on a critical list. Maybe he needs blood. Do you think we ought to go to the hospital and see? Well, I'm going back to the party. I wonder if Bruce would want my blood after what I did to him. What you did to him? But he hit you, didn't he? Yes, but you don't know the whole story. I had it coming. I used to needle him all the time. I'd sing that song so he'd be sure to hear it. You know the one I mean. Well, that day I walked by Bruce whistling it again. I guess it got under his skin and he just couldn't take it anymore. Golly, then he didn't just jump you for no reason. I don't think he knew what he was doing. But I did, and I told the principal the whole thing. That's the reason Bruce is only on probation. For that matter, I am too. It's funny. I never stopped to think there could be a Bruce's side to it. I just never really thought of Bruce at all. Whoever did. I was ready to accuse him of stealing my sweater the other day, and I would have, but when I got to the office to report him, well, there it was, where he'd turned it into the lost and found. If anybody else had been seen with it, I wouldn't have worried so much, but because it was Bruce, Because I... it was Bruce who did what we've all done. 
We've put a brand on him for something he couldn't help. Well, let's go see how bad it is. This trip to the hospital could be the first step for these students at East High toward tearing down the false barriers which their own bias and prejudice have built. But will it work? Each of these people must find the answer only through re-examination of his own feelings and attitudes. For this is the problem of the individual more than of the group. If Bruce doesn't make it, how will I ever be able to face myself after all the things I've done to him? Things I'll never be able to apologize for. Bill was right in a way. This doesn't really change any of the reasons why we didn't accept Bruce into our group. I just hope I can somehow work out a new set of values to judge him by in the future. This is the fellow my folks didn't want me to have anything to do with. I wonder if what Bruce did will make any difference to them now. Will they be able to understand why I have to help him, if I can? I can't help thinking this is the right thing to do. But it is a fast switch. Have I let sympathy head me off into something I won't be able to live up to? Am I just reacting to an emergency? What'll it be like when the emergency is over? Bruce won't be any different, but I guess I'll have to be. The thing is, it wasn't Bruce at all. I was the one neatly fitting people into categories because of where they go to church or what their fathers do or what the color of their skin is. You hear about other people's prejudice, but you never feel guilty until you realize it's you. You're the one who's prejudiced. What was it, after all, that made these people do the things they did? Was it a lack of understanding? Was their attitude picked up from their prejudiced parents? Or was it simply a matter of going along with the attitude of the group? What is prejudice? And why does it exist? What do you think?
dance and dance with me Out of the disco deep There you'll find the watch you see Winkling girl Come on out and give yourselves a whirl Have a real swinging time with me Join me at the disco deep And you'll see the watch you see Winkling girl I can tell you she is a bird Right out on 42nd Street You can choose to dance to a musical beat There you'll find the Dancing and shaking in the hideaway So come on now cats and dance with me At the bigger discotheque We can watch the watch who's doing against extreme odds, traveling dangerous trails, fighting the many enemies of nature. This is the job of the guardian of the forest, Ranger Bill. Pouring rain, freezing cold, blistering heat, snow, floods, bears, rattlesnakes, mountain lions. Yes, all this in exchange for the satisfaction and pride of a job well done. Forest fire. The most dreaded enemy of the woodland has broken loose and is racing across Pendleton Valley with the speed of a panther. This hungry monster devours everything in its path. It must be stopped. Colonel Anders, Ranger Bill's boss, rushes to stop the progress of this dreadful enemy. The colonel commands an army of men using trucks, bulldozers, plows, axes, shovels, picks, and dynamite. These men fight desperately to defeat the enemy that threatens to destroy the countryside. Things are not going so good, and the battle gets fiercer by the minute. <coughs> this is terrible. The fire's getting out of control. Ralph, yo, Ralph, come here a minute. Yes, sir, Colonel. What did you want? <coughs> Ralph, take a bulldozer and 30 men and make a new fire lane a thousand yards behind us. We may have to get out of here. <coughs> yes, sir. Hey, fellas, come with me. We can't let this fire get out of the valley. I'd better get out of here. The boys are cutting the trees down. Hey, Colonel, look out! 
fellow's all right. Boy, oh boy, Burgess, there was some tackle you made on the colonel. Just moved him enough. Thanks for saving my life. I'll not forget this. What's your name? Burgess, sir. <coughs> Burgess? <coughs> Tell Ranger Tom that I'm going to contact Ranger Bill. Mm-hmm. Tom to take command while I'm gone. Yes, sir. <coughs> Why? I'll be back soon. We've got to stop this fire, and I think I know how to do it. Say, things look pretty bad. The colonel has got to help stop the fire. But what kind of help is he going to get? Oh, wait a minute. He was going to contact Ranger Bill. What do you say we run over to Bill's cabin outpost? Hello? Ranger Bill speaking. Yes, sir, Colonel Anders. Say, that sounds bad. Very bad. Well, I don't see why it wouldn't work. Yes, take the horses in the truck. All right, I'll take my pal Henry along, too. Yes, sir, Colonel. Right away. Well, we sure didn't learn much from that conversation, did we, boys and girls? You know, I have a sneaking suspicion that we'd better tag along with Ranger Bill and find out what this is all about. He's busy packing. Henry, his young friend, is talking as usual. Wow! Bill, that phone call sure packed a powerful wallop by the way you're packing things together. What's up? Trouble, Henry. Plenty of trouble. In fact, this is going to be such a big job that you will have to help me. Yippee! You mean you're letting me go with you? Letting? Those are orders, Ranger. Wow. Now, get cutting and pack your knapsack. My knapsack? I don't need a sack to nap in. All right, funny face. Get packing and don't forget your New Testament. Will we have time for Bible reading where we're going, Bill? Perhaps we won't have time, pal, but we're going to take time. Remember, when you're so busy, you can't take time to talk with the Lord. You're too busy. Come on now, let's go. Okay, I'm right behind you. Be sure the door is locked, Henry. She's locked tight in her drum. Henry, run over and get the horses while I fetch your saddles and blankets. Sure thing, Bill. <laughs> Modern best could stand some exercise. You're sure getting fat and sassy. Oh, now, easy does it, girls. That's it. Come on, now. Maud, cut that out. Stop the shenanigans. Too much eating and no work ruins your horse sense. Why can't you behave like best does? Here now, you, Maud. What's the matter, having trouble, Henry? Yeah. Yeah, let me handle Maud. Come on, Miss Frisky. Up into the truck. Up you go, Bess. There you go. All right, now, help me with the tailgate, Henry. Yeah, this thing is heavy enough to hold an elephant. Yeah. Now, watch your fingers. Okay. There we are. All right, hop in, Henry. Time's a-wasting. Well, let's get buzzing, cousin. the special task Colonel Anders has assigned to Bill. While Henry and Bill are traveling down the road, I'd like to tell you something about them. As you probably guessed by now, Bill is a United States forest ranger. After he completed forestry school, he was assigned to Colonel Anders for range and forest patrol work. 
Bill can call every kind of tree, shrub, grass, and animal of the forest by its Latin name as well as its regular name. When Bill is off duty, he lives with his mother in the town of Knotty Pine. Now a word about Henry. Henry's the same kind of boy you are. He loves the outdoors. He likes to swim, fish, hike, hunt. Yeah, and I'd rather be outside than go to school. Say, young fella, you're supposed to be riding with Bill. Huh? Oh, yeah, thanks for reminding me. I almost forgot. Several hours have passed now. Ranger Bill and Henry are still riding along the wilderness road. Oh, boy, am I sleepy. How far have we got to go yet, Bill? About a hundred yards or so, Henry. Huh? What? You serious? This is just plain old wilderness. There isn't anybody around here for miles. What are we stopping here for? There's a trail that begins by this old pine tree, and we're going up that trail pronto. Come on, Henry. Let's get the horses off the truck. Okay. We got a heap of riding to do. What's the matter, Henry? Say, I smell smoke. Yeah, wood smoke. Hey, Bill, Bill, that smoke it means there's a forest fire, doesn't it? I'm afraid so, Ranger. Wait, look at all the animals running across the road. Look at Bill. Deer, bear, skunks, rabbit. Wow, take a gander at the size of that panther. Oh, boy, let's hurry and help put out the fire so these poor animals don't lose their homes. Okay, give me a hand with the tailgate. We'll get started. All right. You know, this tailgate gets heavier every time we use it. <laughs> you should eat more flapjacks at breakfast, Henry, and not talk so much. You'd be stronger. Come on, Bess. Here you go. Easy, girl. Come on, boy. Easy now. There we are. Well, hold the lines, Henry, while I saddle up and put our gear on the horses. Okay. I sure hope no animals get hurt. Look, there's a baby deer. I mean a fawn. Isn't he the sharpest little fella you ever saw? Oh, oh, Maud, Bess. Horses smell the boat the smoke, don't they, Bill? Yeah. I guess they do smell the smoke. Getting pretty restless. In just a minute, we'll be ready to go. Here, Henry, give me a hand with the tail. Again? Mm. Hey, All right. All aboard there. All right. Get up, Bess. Come on, Maud. Watch that branch, Henry. You'll be hanging by your chin. Hey, what's the matter with Maud? Yeah, it must be a rattler close by. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, there he is. Now be careful so Bess doesn't throw you. been riding, Bill. About two hours or so, Henry. Smoke's getting thicker, Bill. How much more riding we got? About ten more minutes and we'll be there. Be there? Be where? Pine Ridge Dam. Pine Ridge Dam? Well, I thought we were going to help fight the fire. We are, pal. But how are we going to fight the fire from up here? We'll be five miles away from the blaze. Remember the phone call from Colonel Anders? Sure do. Well, the colonel told me to come up here to Pine Ridge Dam and set up a watch system. That's why I brought you with me. You mean I'm going to stand watch all by myself? Yes. 
We'll each take four-hour shifts watching for a signal light message from the Pendleton Fire Observation Tower. I can read Morse code, Bill. Learn it in Boys Club. Well, when will the message come? If the fire gets out of control, he'll signal us to blow up the dam. Blow up the dam? Boy, what a flood that'll be. You said it, Henry. The body of water in Pendleton Valley will be so wide that the fire can't possibly jump it. It's a good plan, and it's up to us to make it work. But I hope we don't have to do it. Boy, oh boy, I'm just as important as a real ranger is. You certainly are. I want you to take the first watch beginning at sunset. Now, there's the dam over there, but we'll camp on top of this hill. We can see the fire tower better from here. Oh, Maud. Oh, Bess. Boy. Oh, boy. As I'm getting arthritis or something. <laughs> Feel pretty stiff after several hours in the saddle. <laughs> All you had to do is quit eating so much of your mother's apple pie. <laughs> oh, is that so? No remarks from the nickel seats, Hank. Oh, you know I was only joking, Bill. Please don't call me Hank. That reminds me of the business end of a mop. <laughs> Sorry, pal. Just thought I'd even up the score a little bit. Henry, Henry, take it easy with that box. Why? Oh, for no particular reason except that the box is full of dynamite. Dynamite? Well, why didn't you tell me? Listen, young fella. Listen to your old grandpappy. If you ever drop a box of dynamite again like that, you can plan on a fast one-way trip to the moon. Ah, yes, Henry, you'd get quite a long ride up in the air if the dynamite went off. While Bill and Henry make camp, suppose we find out how much progress Colonel Anders is making with the fire. Phew, but it's hot and dirty close to the fire. Say, the men are being driven back to the fire lane Ralph's men are building. <laughs> Ralph, get the men out of here before we're trapped. Yes, sir. <coughs> All right, men. Pick up your gear and withdraw to safer ground. We might get trapped here. Colonel Landers, Colonel Landers, Ranger Tom fell and broke his leg. What'll we do? Take him to the hospital in truck number three and be quick about it. It's getting too dangerous to stay here any longer. Back, sir. Things look pretty bad, don't they? That's right, Ralph. We don't stand a chance unless Bill helps us. You take charge. I'm going to signal Bill to blow up Pine Ridge Dam. Wow, the Colonel is really desperate. Will Bill be able to blow up Pine Ridge Dam in time? How's Henry going to stand the tough grind of a midnight watch? Listen again next Monday at 4.45 for more adventures with Ranger Bill! Get him on. Get your underwear back? No. Damn! No. Damn the system. Stop and come straight up there. You're gonna come straight up here on the opposite side of the road. You're gonna see that and he's gonna, we're gonna film me doing that first. Security suit, get that sign in the building.
sequence? Yeah. You got you got the outside build. Good thing now. Good evening, Drew University. You see? A bit more. filming today. How, how was it? His blood tastes fucking shitty. The dream sequence. Yeah. It's like ch -ch 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 -ch. surreal type. does she she cuts out these articles out of magazines and they're all like about lobsters and wait these pictures are great because you see the marching lobsters wait, they're marching look they're marching wait look look they're marching lobsters isn't that great I don't get it that's bizarre <coughs> if they march they just kind of that's what they do that would make a good meal look at how large oh that God. lobster is great meal what so and uh, then she sends me these cute little postcards and um, no. I forgot that these things existed so uh, I want to drop these off. Oh, I don't have any money. Hi. <laughs> I'm going to go to dinner now. Jack, want to go to dinner? Hi, I'm Ted Collins telling you to get up and get moving. It's a lovely day out today. Come on, get out of bed. Just don't, just don't crash in. Here, you, look, you, you look good in this shot. Turquoise extravaganza. I gotta put it on manual, folks. I'm sorry. Fireworks. Oils on black velvet. What's up? How far do, are we uh, going on that exam tomorrow? Uh, like a piece of paper that I'm gonna be trying to, you know. Okay, we're recording now. We're recording now? Yes, we are. Speak up in the mic, Frank. We're recording now. Speak like you see blinks when you say something. Yeah, blinks when you say something. In a word. Yeah. You homo. <laughs> Coke. And, um, uh, do this on Yeah. <laughs> It would happen to him, he deserved. His life's in shambles. <laughs> but he wanted to buy a gas on. Tell me how it went. Something from Swahili too. And I said, and then we said at the same time, Urdu. Yeah, you could do that. Very strange time. Yes. I, I, yeah, I thought yeah. it was very complimentary. <laughs> You don't understand. This political correctness is not. No one. You know. You can't say anything about anyone. I was left behind when you that know. train took off from the station. Yeah. Here, let's go. Last night, these were alive. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. The night before, those bears were alive. Yeah, yeah. 
I know what you're saying. Last night, these dolls were like alive. Oh yeah. Like they're moving around and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. The other night, these dolls were like alive. Oh yeah. Like they're moving around and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. The other night, these dolls were like alive. Oh yeah. Like moving around and stuff. Yeah. This could be good. Go.
Yeah, you turned me on. Number 13 on the WABC Super Hits. Ian Whitcomb, we're back in a one-day Bob Dayton show. Three minutes after 12, WABC chime time now. 75, our brand-new temperatures. Guys, are sunny on GoGo. Well, I want to tell you the world's largest outdoor saltwater pool is open daily at Palisades Amusement Park. You go there. Palisades features 175 thrilling rides and attractions, plus free shows each week with the nation's top recording stars in person. $2,500 in merchandise given away free each day. Damn it, damn it to yourself. There's new additional parking facilities and admission is only 35 cents. No wonder Palisades is acclaimed one of America's greatest amusement values besides this program. You go there, okay? Yeah, the sound of the super hits WABC in New York. What you got there? What's that plain English? WABC. But is it any good? I'll have to listen there once in a while. This is Go-Go Radio, New York, Bob Dayton Showtime, and on Monday right now is four minutes after 12, and if you're writing in with a complaint, it's Bob with one O, don't you know? Hi, this is Dan Ingram with a tip for landlords who have a vacant apartment. Thank you. 75 and sunny, honey, in New York City, four minutes after 12, and this is Jackie DeShannon. That's from the WABC Super Hit Survey. What the world needs now is love. What the world needs now is Sixteen sound on a Monday Bob Dayton show from Go Go. And that's what the world needs now is love. And I'll go along with that. Jackie DeShannon on a Monday Bob Dayton show. Seven past twelve noon on WABC. Go Go Time 75 and sunny outside. Yes, sir, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I've always said. What this world needs is a good five cent love. Take a one-day Monday holiday. Any day. You see nine exciting races daily at New Jersey's fabulous Monument Park. Post time is 2 p.m., all right? 75 and sunny. We're on the move till 2, honey, on Go-Go Radio. Bob Dayton Showtime till 2, because I love you. The All-American Go-Go teams on 77 WABC. Have you ever been soaking up the sun at a beach or pool and suddenly some back-slapping friend does this to you? Ouch, my sunburn. Get lotion, cream, or solar cane spray today. Stop skin pain with solar cane. Yeah, it's good. You'll dig it. Nine minutes after 12 on a Monday Bob Dayton show. Well, I got him again this morning. My usual cab driver. I don't know how I do it. Out of the thousands in New York. You know him. Captain Hornblower. <laughs> right? At one point, I even asked, look, man, I mean, it doesn't do any good, right? The traffic is traffic. And how many times are you going to blow your horn anyway? And he horn says, on, look. One, two, three, spot I said, okay, blow the horn. I don't care. What's, you know, Sam the Sham and Wooly Bully, number six. Got it, got it. Ah, look at Number seven on the WABC Go-Go Super Hit Survey. Wooly Bully, Sam the Sham. And a Monday Bob Dayton show. WABC chime time, 12 past 12. Now, skies are full of sunshine. We've got 7-5. Now, 75 WABC degrees on Go-Go Radio. Hey, it's the coaster. Why don't some somebody lay a coke on me? <laughs> Why is everybody always picking on me? Oh, that's wild. Coca-Cola, the brand new WABC pick of the week by the Coasters. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. 75 and sunny, here's the complete forecast, honey. All the weather on American. Getting carried away. WABC. Good, here comes the 
stretcher now. Mostly sunny today, high 80 to 85, fair and cool tonight. Low in the low 60s tomorrow, mostly sunny and a little warmer. That's how I'm going to be tomorrow. Mostly sunny and a little warmer. High in the 80s right now, 75 WABC degrees on go-go skies. It's sunny for Monday, honey. Here's the big three for McLean. It helps put back the body. Alfred Hitchcock takes out. No, it helps put back the body. Detergents take out, yes. And spray Babbo 4-in-1 on as you iron. It gives fabrics a like new feel and look without starchy stiffness. Makes ironing easy. Babbo 4-in-1 eliminates dampening, too. Whitens whites and even brightens colors. Eliminates starching. Gives most fabrics, even synthetics, a like new feel and look. So you uh, do it today. Pick up new Babbo 4-in-1 and see how it helps put back the body. Detergents take out. Ooh, like this sound. Little Anthony and the Imperials at 15 past 12. Monday Bob Dayton Show on Go-Go. And this is, uh, this is rated number 21 on Go-Go Radio. This is Take Me Back. Take Me Back. on a Monday Bob Dayton show from All-American WABC Radio in New York and Take Me Back, number 21 on the Go-Go Super Hit Survey. 17 past 12 now, WABC, Dayton time, 75 and sunny outside. Take Me Back. From the screenplay, ah, to be in center of riches now that spring is here. Yeah, and listen, I've seen a lot of saucy tomatoes in my time, believe me. <laughs> 19 past 12 in the afternoon. Bye, but one hour dating along till two on Go Go Radio. Let's have a rim shot over there, please, drummer. I needed that. 75 and sunny in New York. Did you ever realize how freshly laundered sheets and pillowcases help us get a good night's sleep? Huh? They do. They certainly do. But they have to be soft and truly clean and smoothly ironed. And go in now through Wednesday for the low price of only 19 cents for sheets and 9 cents for pillowcases. Expertly laundered and finished. As only you will find its promise. Okay. You can go there today. 20 minutes after 12 now. Go-go time and a Monday Bob Dayton show. Oh, my goodness. Look who's here. This is the Yardbirds, huh? Now, this is number eight and great. On the WABC Super Hit Survey on Go Go, the Yardbirds, and for your love. For your love. For your love, the Yardbirds, and a Monday Bob Dayton show. That's from the hotline, too. The WABC Super Hit Survey, number eight. WABC Chime Time, 23 past 12, now 75 and sunny on All American WABC Radio in New York City. Nice to have you right here till 2 o'clock on 77. 77 WABC, All American. Yeah. All right, let me see if I can get this song started now. I'm not too good a whistler. Why don't you go ahead and do it? Huh? Thank you. Now, this is Save Your Heart for Me, Gary Lewis and the Playboys, all for you on Go Go on a Monday. Walk along the way with someone Sandwiches myself, but you know, save your heart for me. I'll take a leg or a drumstick. You know, Gary Lewis and the Playboys on a Monday Bob Dayton show on Go Go Radio. WABC Action Central News next with ABC Reports, and then we follow back to the Monday Bob Dayton show. Welcome back with Carol Mia. You tell me why the new sounds by the Bo Brummel. Satisfaction, the Rolling Stones, and more too on Go Go. Central News. 
It's 1225. This is George Ansborough with news five minutes sooner from WABC Radio.
directions of how to use the song For the one day of the year that you do not be long Yeah, this is how you make it through Valentine's Day When you're the only one without a bouquet now you'll need a few supplies, just a thing or two It's much cheaper than a therapist and you won't feel blue Well, you'll need a fast car, a stereo cow dung A state bomb, and oh yeah, a pregnant mom What have you call me? I'm pregnant, it's your baby You don't remember? I'm pregnant, it's yours Mount that stereo to the top of your car Blast this song as you pull up to a bar Find a nice couple, assault them with dung As you drive away, be sure to stick out your tongue Stick out your tongue Stick out your tongue. Stick out your tongue. This is how you make it through Valentine's Day. This is how you make it through Valentine's Day. This is how you make it through Valentine's Day. This is how you make it through Valentine's Day. This is how you make it through Valentine's Day. This is how you make it through Valentine's Day. On bench. As you walk by, ask, what is that stench? If they look confused, just walk along, leaving behind a putrid stink bomb. Now this is the part you'll use that pregnant mom should walk up to the couple saying, Look at what you did. Why are you with her when I'm having your kid? of how to use a song for the one day of the year that you do not be long. Yeah, that's how you make it through Valentine's Day when you're the only one without a bouquet. This is how you make it through Valentine's Day. This is how you make it through Valentine's Day. This is how you make it through Valentine's Day. This is how you make it through Valentine's Day. This is how you make it through Valentine's Day. This is how you make it through Valentine's Day.
Sweetheart, Paul. 
I'm lonesome, awful lonesome, I wish I had a girl. You start it now, Father. Please don't take 
counting every mile of railroad track that takes me back. Never knew my heart could be so yearning. Why did I decide to roam? Gonna take a sentimental journey. Well, let's see here, Ben. I know this is where I missed Dolores Chew to be Brad. I may be a radio announcer someday. I don't like to practice up here. It says, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Paul Chew of 1224 Breedlove announced the engagement of their daughter, Miss Dolores Joan Chew, to Harry Louie, son of Mr. Wooshi Louie of Chicago and late Mr. Louie. Miss Chew was graduated from Humes High School where she was a member of the National Honor Society, Vice President of the Student Council, co-editor to the annual and ROTC sponsor. She attended Mississippi State College for Women where she was a Dean's List student and belonged to Lancer's Social Club. She was president of the Lantern, sophomore women's honor society, and was member of Torch Women's Honorary Fraternity. Miss Chu was recently initiated into the Phi Beta Chi at Southwestern, where she was graduated this month. At Southwestern, she was also a member of the Eta Sigma Phi Classical Language Fraternity and was a student counselor. Mr. Louie is a graduate of the University of Illinois and is now a student at the University of Illinois School of Dentistry. When he was in undergraduate school, Mr. Louie was president of the Collegians. He is a member of the Delta Sigma Delta fraternity and will be vice president of his class next year and vice president of the student council. Mr. Louie is a member of the Young Professionals Club of Chicago. The couple will be married August 19th First Baptist Church. All come. <coughs> Though the times are broken, cause a story and haven't sounded for a long, long time. Then one night. The village was a Sunday All the bells began to chime Still the bells are broken Goes the story You're killing me! Be still, you have read a paper! <laughs> You're so like the lady 
big smile Is it only cause you're lonely Mona Lisa Or is it that strangeness in your smile <coughs> Mona Lisa Mona Lisa men have named you you're so like the lady I'm singing the same parts over again what comes next is it Never heard that version. We could sing, do you know NASA Hour? <clears throat> now is the hour when we must say goodbye soon. Guys, I've been working on the railroad all my little long days. I've been working on the railroad just to pass the time away. Can't you hear the wind shouting? Rise up so early in the morn Can't you hear the whistle blowing? Dinah, blow your horn Dinah, won't you blow, Dinah, won't you blow Dinah, won't you blow your horn, your horn Dinah, won't you blow, Dinah, won't you blow Dinah, won't you blow your horn Someone's in the kitchen with Dinah Someone's in the kitchen, I know, ho, ho, ho. Someone's in the kitchen with Dinah. Strumming on the old banjo, singing fee five fili fee five fili fee five fili Strumming on the old banjo. Hello, you guys. Hello, baby. What do you hear? What do you say, that baby? Listen, sister, you don't, you don't think I slap your jaws, you just put a mud. Cause I lay you on the floor and I slap you down. You believe it, huh? Say it, baby. Just blow it in the east up here. Been running a booze racket. You know, run that booze across the river over there. No, I don't know. Listen, don't get smart with me, I'll slap your cotton tricking teeth. You're so willing to slap. <laughs> Listen, sister, don't get smart with me. What do you say, baby? Turn it off while you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, sister.
I'm the big, I'm the big man around here. Who's the big man? Who wears the pants in this bunch there? Hmm? Who's I didn't the, notice me being without any. <laughs> who, who's the boss? Huh? Who's the big boss? entertainers in America as requested by you, the men and women in the United States Armed Forces throughout the world. Command performance presented this week and every week till you're back from over there. Hi, fellows. This is Ken Carpenter back again to say hello to you wherever you may be. We hope that means you're right beside your radio because we've shuffled together a batch of your latest requests, and believe me, this week we really got a stacked deck. Our ace in the hole is our master of ceremonies, the star of Lady Luck, and here he is, Robert Young. Thank you, Ken, and hello, gang. Now, men, you've asked for, and here she is, Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer's great young singing star, the vivacious, gracious, and bodacious Lena Ramai. Welcome to Command Performance, Lena. Yes, Lena. Welcome to Command Performance. Welcome like anything. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Bob, and you too, Ken. Yes, thanks for the assist, Ken. Oh, that's all right, Bob. Move over, will you? <laughs> Gentlemen. Gentlemen, I'm overwhelmed. All this warmth and affection for one little song and one little singer. I just can't help it, Lena. I'm just nuts about little songs. Well, Ken, maybe I can calm you down with that feeling in the moonlight. I don't think that's the way to go about it, Lena, but let's try it. what it means 
But there's nobody there to love Did you ever get that longing On a June night That longing you just can't resist Did you ever get that feeling In the moonlight That feeling that says you want to be Feeling that says you ought to be Feeling that says you gotta be Every century or so, civilization produces a great musical genius. The 19th century gave forth the matchless European violin virtuoso, Usaiah. But we in the 20th century are more fortunate, for we have been gifted with a number of musical geniuses whose names will live forever. There's Yasha Heifetz, the incredibly nimble-fingered violinist. Gregor Piatigorsky, the eminently successful cellist. <laughs> I knew I'd get it. And as our guest on this command performance, we have the honor to present one of the greatest artists who ever lived. You've heard of Tchaikovsky, Bertelli, Rimsky-Korsakov. Hey, Bob, that sounds like the Notre Dame football team. None other than Chico Marx. Hey, Dave, I'd like to play something, but uh, if you got a, someone going to help me a little bit? Uh... Got just an answer. What do you got? We've got a nice violin player for you, Lou. Lou? Where's the Lou? Hey, Lou. Oh. How do you do, Lou? You know, uh, you know Gypsy Love Song? Gypsy Love Song. I know the chorus. You know the chorus, eh? In the mic, no. <laughs> uh, I know the chorus, Chico. Well, uh, if I play the voice, maybe you could follow me, huh? Well, you play the verse and I'll noodle around. You going to noodle around? I'll noodle a little. What do you mean by noodling? Eddie? Well, it's, I don't know how to explain it. It's... That's fine. You noodle on that and I'll macaroni. <laughs> you noodle on that thing and I'll macaroni on this over <laughs> Look, Lou, I know you got a lot of friends out here and you want to... <laughs> I know you want to make good, but, uh... But, uh... Don't play better than me, will you? <laughs> Same thing.
have one too much. <laughs> Sounds like a slow leak you got. <laughs> That's very good, though. Now we try the chorus. <laughs> but the chorus, we're going to play pianissimo. You know pianissimo, eh? Pianissimo? No, I don't know. You don't know what pianissimo is? How long do you study music? Fifteen years. Fifteen. You know, two more years, you could have been a plumber. Fifteen years. All right, I tell you what we do. We make it a very simple. We play it allegro pizzicato. Hey, fellas, allegro pizzicato. You know allegro pizzicato. Never heard of it. I never heard of it. You know any of the pizzicatos? <laughs> you must have been with Spike Jones's band. <laughs> All right, uh, do you know what pistachio is? Pistachio, I know. Oh, well, we oh. play pistachio. <laughs> Well, that's a theme song. It sounds mighty familiar. Yes, Cannon, it will be familiar to the fellows overseas, too. 
because if they have long stateside radio memories, they'll know it heralds the appearance of one of the finest quartets in the business. And here they are singing the songs you want to hear, The Charioteers. Tune in your radio to hear the thrilling dramas on suspense. <laughs> One of the highlights in the series has been the unforgettable performance of Agnes Moorhead in Sorry, Wrong Number. Here at home, the response of both critics and public was so enthusiastic that Miss Moorhead was called upon to repeat the playlet several times. On each occasion, she gave a stirring, vivid portrayal as the neurotic woman who hears a murder being plotted over cross-telephone wires and finally learns that the intended victim of the murder is herself. Miss <laughs> Moorhead's characterization is truly an incomparable study in terror. Tonight, we had hoped to bring you this great radio drama, Sorry, Wrong Number. Miss Agnes Moorhead, unfortunately, was unable to be with us. <laughs> So we secured the services of another personality with the same dynamic appeal. None other than Jack Benny. We now take you to Mr. Benny's home in Beverly Hills, where we find Jack sitting anxiously by the telephone waiting. Nerves shattered. Another victim of... Suspense. 
busy, busy, busy. It can't be busy all this time. Operator, operator. <laughs> Quiet, Polly. Operator, operator. I'm sorry, that line is busy. Listen, operator, I've been trying to get that number for the last 20 minutes. It's a big advertising agency. They have a switchboard. I'm sorry, the line is busy. It can't be busy. I've been ringing that number since 25 after 11. Do you know what time it is now? For the correct time, dial Ulrich, 8900. <laughs> operator, I know what time it is. It's a quarter to 12. Quarter to 12. <laughs> Listen, operator, I'm a subscriber. I pay my bills every month, and since I've been on this phone, I've had nothing but trouble. Trouble? One moment, please. I will connect you. Hmm. Repair department. That's not my trouble. What do I have to do to get Hillside 7593? Just call the operator. Oh, my goodness. Why can't I? Operator. Operator. Number, please. Look, operator, I want Hillside 7593. You may dial that number direct. I did dial the number. I keep getting a busy signal. That's what I've been trying to tell you. Look, operator, I'm Jack Benny. I have a radio program. My option comes up at 12 o'clock tonight. If I don't hear from my sponsor, Mr. Jones, in 15 minutes, I'll be out of a job. He's the advertising manager. I'm trying to get him on the phone, and I can't get the number. I will connect you with information. <laughs> operator, don't you understand? I don't want information. All... This is information. Look, I don't want... I want Seven Side Hill, 593. I mean Hillside, 7593. You may dial that number direct. Look, I've tried it direct. Indirect and spelled backwards. Now, what do I have to do to get Hillside, 7593? You may, you may dial, dial that, that number, number direct. direct. Oh, nuts. I don't know what to do. This is driving me mad. It keeps getting later. Later. Quarter to twelve. Quarter to twelve. <laughs> quiet. Besides, it's ten minutes to twelve now. Your watch is slow. <laughs> well, I'll try it. Whoop! There it is. It's my sponsor. He's calling me. He's calling me. Hello? Hello? Mr. Benny? Yes, yes, yes. It's 50 words or less, isn't it? The contest is over. <laughs> Fine time to ask about my contest. If my sponsor doesn't call me pretty soon, I'll go nuts. I still have eight minutes. I gotta reach Mr. Jones by 12 o'clock. <laughs> Polly, quiet. Here's a cracker. And eat it slowly. It might be your last. <laughs> well, I'll try that number again. It can't be still busy. I know it can't. I'm sure there must be something wrong with the. Hello? Hello, hello? Hello, hello? Hello, is that you, Mr. Jones? Mr. Jones, that's my sponsor. Mr. Jones, this is me, Jack Benny. Hello, George. They can't hear me. The wires must be crossed. Yes, George, I've thought the matter over thoroughly, and I've decided to let him go. I see. Well, it's going to be quite a shock to him. He's been with us a long time. Well, George, he's had it coming. His work has fallen off so badly, it isn't funny anymore. Yipe! <laughs> about me. Mr. Jones, operator. Well, uh, Mr. Jones, don't you think you ought to warn him and give him another chance? It might be difficult to replace him. That's right. Tell him, George. Tell him. Nice boy, George. Nice boy. Tell him. No, no, George. I've made up my mind. I think we should look for a younger man. Younger? Why, I'm only 37. <laughs> 37. 37 and 37. That's 75. <laughs> 
At 74, you dope, can't you count? So you uh, don't think warning him would do any good, eh, Mr. Jones? No, no, he's had his chance. Mr. Jones, please, George had a swell idea. Warn me. Give me another chance. I might be difficult to replace. Tom Brenneman is so busy, and he has to get up so early in the morning. Well, uh, all right, Mr. Jones, I'll let him... I've been cut off. Operator! 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 Number, please. Operator, I want Hillside 7953. Will you please get it for me? You may dial that number direct. But I've been dialing all morning. My fingers are so swollen they don't fit into the hole. <laughs> One moment, please. I will try that number for you. Thank you. Thank you. Only five minutes to go. I can only talk to Mr. Jones. If I could just plead with him, beg with him, beg him like I did last year. <laughs> Maybe I could talk him into giving me another... Sorry, that line is busy. Busy, busy, busy. What am I going to do? i got to think fast. Busy, busy, busy. Polly, shut up. <laughs> this is serious. You may have to go to work. <laughs> Four minutes to 12. Wait a minute, I know. I'll call my agent. That's it, my agent. Why am I paying him 9%? I'll try and get him. That might be Mr. Jones. Oh, hello? Hello, is that you, Edna? Edna? This is Johnny McGuire. I just got back from the South Pacific. I haven't seen a woman in three years. You're the first one I called. Look, you must have the wrong number. Oh, don't give me that, Edna. I recognize your voice right away. <laughs> Look, but I... Now, not... now, now, what do you say, Edna? Let you and me step out tonight, and I'll buy you a nice big dinner. Look, I'm telling you, you have the wrong... Dinner? No, no, what am I thinking of? He'd only want to... I'm sorry, you have the wrong number. <laughs> I wish I was, Edna. At least then I'd know where... Oh, my goodness, only three minutes to 12. No time to call my agent now. I gotta get Mr. Jones. Maybe he hasn't signed anybody else yet. I'll tell him I'll do anything he asks me. Anything. I'll let him cut my salary. This year I'll suggest it myself. The line's clear. It's not busy. I still have time. This is Hillside, 7593. Uh, get me, get me Mr. Jones, quick. This is Jack Benny. Mr. Jones is busy on another line. Would you call back? No, no, no. I'll hold on. Oh, hurry, Mr. Jones, hurry. You haven't got much time. I mean, I haven't got much time. Hello? Hello? Hello, hello. Is that you, Mr. Jones? <laughs> oh, it's you, Polly. Shut your big mouth. Hello? What's that? Mr. Jones. I wasn't talking to you, Mr. Jones. It wasn't your big mouth. It was my parrot. This is Jack Benny. Oh, well, Jack, I'm glad you called. I wanted to tell Mr. You... Jones, please, before you say anything, listen to me. you got to listen to me. I know I've been on the air a long time, but I'm not through yet. Honest, I'm not. There's still a few good years left in me, and I want you to have them. But, but, Jack... I know, I know I've made mistakes, Mr. Jones. Everybody makes mistakes. I mean, everybody but you, Mr. Jones. You always do the right thing. You're wise, smart, intelligent, kind. That's it, kind. You're so... You're too kind to cast me aside like an old shoe. Give me another chance. Please, please, Mr. Jones. Don't drop my option. Why, Jack, what are you crying about? We've no intention of letting you go. Honest, Mr. Jones, if you only give me... What? <laughs> you... You mean you're going to pick up my option? Why, certainly. I've been trying to call you all morning. Your phone's been busy. <laughs> my phone? Busy? Oh. Oh. Tell me, Jack. 
Whatever gave you the idea we wouldn't take up your option? Well, Mr. Jones, I, I called you a few minutes ago, and the, the wires got crossed. I heard you talking to a man named George. George? Oh, yes, yes. He's my office manager. Well, I overheard you telling him to let somebody go. You wanted a younger man. Oh, I remember, certainly. I discharged him this morning. It was the janitor. <laughs> the janitor? Yes. Oh. Oh, the, the janitor. Well, the joke's certainly on me. <laughs> Jones, if the, the man wasn't doing his work, what else could you do? It's not your fault if the man isn't capable. There's no place for sentiment in business, Mr. Jones. That's what I like about you, Mr. Jones. You don't let your heart rule your head. That janitor got what was coming to him. I don't believe in a man whining and trying to hang on to a job when he's not wanted. I agree with you. If a man pays to deliver, let him go. Get rid of him, I say. Fire him. Thank you, Agnes Moorhead. I, uh, Jack Benny. And your cast of splendid performers. On my way to the studio night, something very funny happened. Nothing. <clears throat> but I did meet a man a lot of you have wanted to hear on command performance. He's a fine orchestra conductor, at the same time one of the outstanding arrangers and composers of the present day. You've heard his holiday for strings and our waltz. Now here he is in person, ex-sergeant David Rowe. Thank you for that wonderful introduction, Bob. Oh, it was nothing, Dave, nothing really. Oh, yes, it was. You don't know how wonderful those words sound. Ex-sergeant. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, see what you mean. Dave, how about leading the orchestra through your own treatment of humoresque? <laughs>
David Rowe. There you have it, ma'am, the 209th Command Performance. And believe me, all of us regard it as a privilege and an honor to appear on this program in answer to your requests. So keep those letters coming. As long as you're over there facing problems that must be faced and dealt with so that your country can accept its full responsibility to the family of nations, we here at home will be yours to command for good entertainment in the hope that shows like this will make your task a little more agreeable. This is Bob Young. Good night. Someone down in Texas
Well, you know, not literally, but... Bigger than a bread box? No, like a... Oh, big old grass on Yeah. There. I just started it. I... She's gonna die. <laughs> I'll send you down there for bear. All right. <laughs> Wait, I think I see one.
Copper mine somewhere that you can see. Really? I don't know if it. Here it is. What's that thing? Hey, Stan! Where's the copper mine? Copper mine? I thought you could see him up here. Huh? The white? Okay, that's copper mine. Okay. My God, it is quiet. I'm getting it at least. Oh, oh God. Darn it. That's great. <laughs> There's Jason's bear. <laughs> Coming at you. <laughs> and you didn't have cookies. I'm sorry. What, what was I thinking? <laughs> Could have some snack while we're sitting. Not that I, not that I, yeah. Uh, oh. 
I don't care how much it would have been. I paid it. <laughs> I don't think he's been on the ski lift. Try to see if you can get that white cloud through these trees. It is so white compared to the blue sky. Sort of got it. Yeah. Because you never can tell, you know, because the sky looks a lot lighter blue mm -hmm. in here than it does oh, yeah. in the real. But you did get the bear, right? Yeah, I got, I got, I got a good shot of the bear. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I wonder who that belonged to. Mm -hmm. Birds and grasshoppers and bears, oh my. Mm -hmm. Hello? We need to see deer or something down here, don't we? That'd be so cool. Yeah. Something walking on their head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Flowers are beautiful. Who wants to go back there? Miles, 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 miles. A little bit Far that ridge mountain, far back. Cool going down. Wow.
bless you. I told you, I'm tranquil. Mm. I'm tired. <laughs> tired goes with tranquil. Yeah, well. Hands in hands, like ketchup, ketchup and mustard. to the bottom and get the shot looking up how far we yeah. Wouldn't it be neat to have a house just right in there? You know, all those trees and mm -hmm. stuff. Cool. So cool. Here, I don't really see the bug in there. Mm-hmm. walking right over there. There's that bed and breakfast out here. I mean, it's quite a way to drive. I wonder what about 24 miles to get here. 
Yeah, as many people come out just to look, you know. Yeah. I'm sure you just get quite a bit of business. I don't know how the roads would be in. Oh, they shouldn't be that bad in the winter time. They don't get any snow hardly. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little ice. Icy spots. Icy spots. Uh-huh. Not very often, but once in a while, icy mm -hmm. spots. Open all year round to see this? Yeah. That's good Weather for you. Submitting. Weather submitting, yeah. You guys came at a good time. Usually about 2 o'clock or so, the clouds roll in and it's thunder and lightning starts. So. Oh. Kind of shuts everything down then, doesn't it? Yeah, they, the owner and, and management and whatnot, they kind of watch the weather. And the first on the top, they watch it and just kind of keep it informed of good. what's happening. Is he a daily passenger? Yeah. <laughs> I told a couple people uh, when they got on, I said, oh, watch for the bear. Terrible nervous. What? <laughs> <laughs> bear! <laughs> He's too cute. Thank you. You're very welcome.
Okay. Yeah. Something. Bob your hands, please. <laughs> He's used to people, he's not going to move. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he can see these little still, nobody can see them. Look on his back. Right. Look at this one. Oh, yeah, what is that? Is that something? A critter on him, or is that, is that a mark? They look like little bees. Yeah, they? it does. Somebody caught him and put a bead on him. Aww. Yeah, there, there you go. go. See that? Yeah, they did, didn't they? Uh -huh. See on the back of his neck? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yeah. <laughs> if anybody else wears them, they, you know. They have to get pierced. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be an initiation for the lizard. Later, dude.
Mr. Ball, wake up.
Yeah. Uh oh, Ooh. what are you hollering about? I'm doing pretty good. I'm getting more and more people. <laughs> Thank you. 
Uh, I lost it now. Oh no, he's still in there. This would have been better to get him right in the middle of the path. He won't hurt me.
Exhibit A. <laughs> you got the leg. <laughs> he was just out of face. Showing his leg it belonged to. Okay. Well, since you're doing it anyway, I've got a couple ideas. what I did a second ago, right? Draw a lot like I do. 
Now get the sign right now. It must be our ancestors, huh? I didn't realize they used numbers, though. They did a bit of circumstantial evidence. I bet that, yeah, it was JK. Yeah, and the eight. Yeah, I think that would have been a later years. That's not prehistoric. <laughs> After the letters were discovered. Getting dad, of course. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Turkey. Yeah. Where's your feathers? <laughs> hey, Mom, you're needed. What? Oh, she's got it all set up. Oh, wow. Where am I needed? I don't have to know dad is, do I? <laughs> that would be horrible. Oh, okay. Well, she's trusting. How are you doing this? Just those two to start with, or what? Well, trial run for it. Where's Stan? Stan? He fell off. Oh. Hey. Down there, where Dad's feet are. Whoop. I got that one. Now that I'm on the flat ground. I'm... Okay. Hi there, over. Oh, this is gonna be good. <laughs> guys are like, well, I really think it's a good place to go. Meditation time. Evidence against us, yeah. Either over on this side, we don't want that. Like this? Yeah. I'll destroy it. Okay, now do we have some place for Nancy to fit in between, like maybe right in front of Dad? Right in front of Dad? Right that rock. <laughs> <laughs> the entire... Pick up that rock right there, hunt, and move it over. Oh, all right, okay. <laughs> no, that rock right behind your No, we need you right in between. In between who? Well, that's not bad. Stan, look at me. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's hey, Mark, you're in there. Uh oh. <laughs> What about okay. you? Let me take a picture of you. With the group. Hey, did you read the sign to the label? <laughs> little Roy. <laughs> Roy is the Did you forget? <laughs> oh, okay. That's retired and he couldn't come do this. That's not bad. Okay. I'm sorry. 
Okay, Nancy, you need to kind of lean in towards Mom just a tiny bit. Mom, or Nancy. Yeah, lean in? Yeah. Good. Okay, Jason, you're up, hon. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not in this shot. Okay, I want you over there behind Stan and over by Yvonne. All right. <laughs> yeah, all right. Shoot. <laughs> no. Oh, you have to put your camera down, Chase. Oh, uh, all right. Which one is it? <laughs> Which button is it? This. Yeah. Just push that one. Yeah. Okay. Uh oh. Uh oh. Well, let's see. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, what's the thing? This one? After we did the self-timer, yeah. The lever? There you go. Uh-oh. Never mind. Gonna think it myself. That's cool. He didn't want me to do it. <laughs> Still on automatic. Yes, it is. It snapped on the L there. Or J or whatever that is. Okay, you want to lean your head towards Mark. Tilt it. There you go. Very good, guys. Very good. Okay. Are we done? Let me get one more just in case, okay? Second one, right? Sure, we're here. Okay. <laughs> okay, <get. laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> There's your fun picture and you missed it. <laughs> That's all we want. I think Jason probably got it. Okay. 
I want you all to listen to me. After I hit the timer, I'm going to explain what the sun shot is, okay? You're going to explain after the timer? After you said to hit the timer? <laughs> Where are you going to be, Nita? I'll no? be right there. Okay. Right here? She'll yeah. be right here. There's something we're going to have to do. Now, Jason, you need to sit up so that I'm not blocking you, hon. There you go. You said? Yeah. Right here? Okay. And this will be quick because I'm going to put it on self-timer. <laughs> Oh, what are you, I see rolling the line. Where's your, okay. You ready, guys? What are we doing? Ready. Well, I haven't hit the stop timer yet. <laughs> okay. Everybody with tattoos, show them. No. Oh, yeah. And two cats. And two cats. Mm -hmm. 
Franklin's 13, he's getting three oldies on medication. Oh, really? Yeah, we got lost in the Oh, it's so
All right, now jump in. <laughs> and I would later on today. <laughs> yeah. Cooking it was so casual. Yeah. My sister, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Mom won't like this. Not. You just ruined the entire illusion of the shot. <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah. Whatever. Let's make mine. Oh. 
You want me to shoot? Yeah. Sugar's up there, honey. There you go. I'm not doing anything. You're not supposed to do it. Yeah, it, it wouldn't work. that we were ripped off. I want to see that. Yeah, well, I've seen the short cut too easy money. But the more often, we became short. 
shortcuts when Bertie agreed. The Lewis Wills, an ex-soldier left over from the Civil War, was fortunate enough to learn this before it was too late. And this is his story. It is 1875 in Tucson. Nothing to get what they wanted. It 
was trying to do what had to be done. But how? I no longer carried a gun. All I could think to do was to take their horses and fetch Jim's shotgun in the store. That's there's a robbery!
Mom, Dad, and Mom. Okay, you guys are waiting for it.
buddy. Find another souvenir there if you need to. That's true. Okay. Would that be okay? Yeah. Sure? Yeah. Okay. You're positive. <laughs> uh, probably. Well, probably. Yeah. Pretty positive to me, uh-huh. <laughs> Did you get that on tape? <laughs> it, it started, like, at the tail end of it. Oh. You have to do it again, then.
That one I got. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm going to have a fit. Good part of the ride, Mom.
around too fast. Mom, you got any scissors? Yeah, you took the some of those seeds. Oh, yeah, what's that? Little round, you got little stickers on them. Mm. See them? Little round ball things, they're little stickery. What? Those are the seed pods. Oh, yeah. They look just like a thistle ball. Yeah. Mm.
had flowers and stuff. There's three tomato plants. having fun. Oh my goodness, look at the ants. Ooh. Oh wow. One of these of them. Quite a few for in the middle of the week. Mm -hmm. Foreigners.
Yeah, and that, that's... Oh, it's a different oh, thing. Oh, okay. Different. All right. Mm -hmm. that's,